Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 288 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today's episode is all about an unsung hero of food as medicine, non-denatured whey protein. So we often talk about the importance of protein in whole body health, but whey specifically in its non-denatured form can provide so many additional benefits beyond just you know weight loss and body composition change. We're looking at improving bone health. We're looking at immune health, digestive health, detoxification, and so much more. Yes. In today's episode, we will be talking about the impact of selecting grass-fed whey specifically, what that means and what nutrients you'll see more of, and then we'll nerd out on some of the biological compounds in a non-denatured grass-fed whey, such as lactoferrin, immunoglobulins, glutathione, our favorite featured amino acids. We'll talk about leucine today, actually specific to weight maintenance of muscle mass and a lot of content, including even if you don't tolerate grass-fed whey, what you might consider, as well as how to incorporate grass-fed whey into your food as medicine prescription, if you will. All right, before we get into that, we started our Beat the Bloat program. If you're listening live when this uh, episode airs, we started our newest program on April 6th. Um, however, we are allowing participants to join all the way up through the second class. So prior to April 27th, if you missed that, um, this is a series of three live classes to support you all the way through a Beat the Bloat dysbiosis cleanse at a really affordable price point of just 65 bucks. So like $20 a class, you get our beat the bloat ebook thrown in there and you're getting seven weeks of chat and forum support um, on our Slack channel. Absolutely. High value here. And just because you missed the first class doesn't mean that you won't be able to have a successful six-week Beat the Bloat cleanse. You will be able to re-watch the materials that you missed as well as, well, view, excuse me, the materials you missed as well as re-watch the classes that you participate in live. And as a participant in this first launch of our Beat the Bloat program, we are offering discounts on labs, namely our MRT test and our stool test. So if something's been going on in in your digestive tract and you're not sure if you have an inflammatory food response or it's really severe dysbiosis and you might want to look into parasite or leaky gut assessment or inflammatory bowel disease with calprotectin and other important markers as a participant in this live program will actually help you to toggle out which lab would be more of a priority for you to use and you will get discounts on those labs as well so right there you're going to get the value of purchasing the program at just $65. We hope you'll join us. And uh, we've already had a lot of fun in the first class and hope to meet you in class two. Yes, this is probably the program that we get the most questions about, like halfway through, ooh, this is going on, or I'm having an adverse you know, symptom, or 
is it normal to have loose stool every day? Or my breakouts have actually increased at week two versus decreased. And we walk you through like all of those questions and more live in this program. So really great value. You can go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and look under books and programs to join us. Awesome. And in today's sponsors, we are thanking in today's episode, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Uh, So you all know that we are big fans of cannabidiol or CBD. This is a compound that's naturally produced by the body, but for individuals that run high stress, they often will deplete this important nutrient, which plays a role with your endocannabinoid system. All humans are wired with it, and our endocannabinoid system interplays with our enteric nervous system, or our gut, our brain and the gut, if you've heard of it that way, as well as our central nervous system, which is our nervous system that runs from our brain stem all the way through our nerves of our body. Um, So the endocannabinoid system, when supported with CBD, will have a favorable influence in that brain-gut access, and we can see reduction of anxiety, we can see enhanced sleep and relaxation, we can see cognitive enhancement and concentration and focus, and we can see also less inflammation in the body with use of CBD. So our friends at Santa Cruz Medicinal provide clean, potent, pure tinctures for a direct delivery just carried in MCT oil. And you know that they use a really clean, not multi-fractionated processed MCT because there's this beautiful phytopigment from the coconut itself that it's extracted. Um, And it's just MCT and CBD. And their tinctures can get as potent as 83 milligrams per ml, which is excellent because many on the market options of CBD are too low of a dose to have clinical efficacy. And we really look to have about 50 milligrams a day to have an influence. In fact, our friends at Santa Cruz Medicinals recommend doing 100 milligrams a day challenge for a week, and then you can always titrate down, but you can at least experience the efficacy of what actual potent pure CBD can do for your body, your brain, your mood, your sleep, and beyond. They also make capsules if you're more of a fan of a capsule product over a tincture, and they have great formulations such as their deep sleep caps, which include valerian and L-theanine, along with 50 milligrams of CBD per capsule, so a great way to get that deep REM cycle of sleep sleep. They also have uh, topicals like pain salves that you can apply on areas of sore muscles or injuries and Epsom salt soaks, which combine CBD, Epsom salt, and essential oils for a really relaxing way to take the edge off after high stress or maybe an intensive exercise day. So you can use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout. This will save 15% on your order and provide you with free shipping. Again, the code is AllieMillerRD. And this will be at scmedicinals.com. So go on over to SC for Santa Cruz, scmedicinals.com. Use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout. All right, let's kick things off and just cover what exactly whey is and how it's made. 
Okay, so whey is actually a byproduct of cheese making. I know there's that nursery rhyme of separating Cur- the curds, curds and whey. whey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So whey protein begins its life as milk. Um, we're often looking at whey protein derived from cow's milk. And then there are enzymes, heat, and other catalysts that are added to the milk to curdle it. This forces the liquids and solids to separate. And the solids are going to be casein. Um, and this is known as one of the more inflammatory component in dairy. So when we talk about like A2 um, or different forms of genetics of cows, it's different forms of casein that they'll have. And the solids that are separated are going to be the casein, which can often be more of a driver of anxiety or if we're talking about dairy intolerance, um, that can be an area of focus. The casein skimmed off and the liquid whey is what's left behind um, in that separation of solids, if you will. The liquid whey then would undergo processing to ensure that it contains maximum protein content and it would be dried into a powder which could be packaged for consumer use. So pulling all of that liquid out of the liquid whey, dehydrating it essentially so that it can be shelf stable and used as a protein powder. Okay, and we'll get into specifics of of what makes our process unique here in a moment because there's a big difference between an isolate and a concentrate that is non-denatured. But absolutely. Maybe let's just cover, you know, first a couple of the high-level benefits of grass-fed whey, why this is something that you should consider. And then I know we're going to dissect most of these um, and, and link some research studies and whatnot as well. Okay, so the first known is going to be promoting lean body mass and muscle. So we talked about a couple months back in our um, gentle aging uh, episodes. We had a two-parter on supporting gentle aging processes. And um, we were talking a lot about sarcopenia and muscle wasting being a huge catalyst to the aging process. So we know that grass-fed whey is a dynamic supporter of lean body mass and muscle. And this can be important in growth and development. Um, And so this can be at any age cycle, but I think especially important in elderly and especially important with those looking to bulk or gain lean body mass. So people that are performing weight-bearing activity, exercising, and looking to make gains, if you will, in that sense. Um, We know that the uh, grass-fed whey also can play a role with immune support. And especially when this is a non-denatured, This is where we're looking at not only the immune support that we get from protein, which protein helps our immune system to make antibodies to antigens. So when we're um, exposed to a foreign invader, whether that's a pathogen like a virus or bacteria or whether that's an allergen, we make antibodies in response to antigens and that requires protein. But if we're talking about a grass-fed non-denatured way, we're going to also get immunoglobulins from that low heat processing and that's going to actually enhance further that recognition and that ability to make antigens and make our immune system respond to foreign invaders in a favorable way. Um, So this is playing a role now in like leaky gut and immunosurveillance and reduced respiratory stress and less asthma, less allergies, if you will. We know that grass-fed whey can play a beneficial role with bone density. And again, more so seen with the non-denatured. We'll talk about some of the concentrates of the milk protein when it's not too high of heat extracted and how that can play a role with bone health. Uh, We know that we can see detoxification support with grass-fed whey. A lot of people are always surprised that we include that with a bun 
bundle for detox. And that's because the cysteine dosage, which is we talk about NAC all the time, N-acetylcysteine. Well, cysteine is that amino acid. Um, and then glutathione is that master antioxidant. And we do get good rich sources of cysteine and glutathione in a non-denatured grass-fed way. Again, because these are temperature sensitive compounds and the oxidative stress of processing could devalue these antioxidants. Um, so we will see enhanced antioxidant status with a non-denatured grass-fed way. We'll also see in a non-denatured grass-fed way anti-inflammatory support with lactoferrin. And then overall grass-fed way, we can see some benefits in weight loss and satiety and appetite regulation. Okay, and there are some pretty impressive studies that that we'll cover in all of those departments. But first, let's just make this distinction of the difference between a concentrated way that is non-denatured like ours versus a whey isolate that you would get like off the shelf at, you know, the sports nutrition store of choice like GNC or, or whatnot. Yeah, so there's three different forms of whey protein. There's a concentrate, an isolate, and then a, hydros- a hydrosylate, excuse me. Um, so whey protein concentrate is going to contain 80% protein as well as carbs and fats. Well, the hydrosylate is partially digested form of whey, and that's going to make the absorption easier and faster. So you'll see that often in like the BCAA hydrosylate mm-hmm. blends. Um, and then whey protein isolate goes under even more processing, which is going to be in um, other forms of whey powder. And this is where we're going to see a higher concentration of protein, about 80, excuse me, about 90% instead of that 80% that we'll see in a whole food concentrate. And there will be lower amounts of carbs and fat in an isolated form. Um, So the most processing we'd see is in that whey protein isolate. Got it. Okay. And then let's talk our, our unique kind of proprietary filtration and and what makes our process unique from what you mentioned with like the cheese making byproducts and la 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 we're not using heat or anything like that to process it right right so we're looking at uh low heat um and the filtration and drying involves minimal processing because we always want to get closest to a whole food we know that 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 nature always knows best and so the less processing we do the more integrity of the nutrient support that we'll get and again as i mentioned multiple times in those benefits so many of those benefits are only seen in these non-denatured forms not going to see the lactoferrin the glutathione the cysteine and some of these really important health supporting compounds in the isolate or the hydrosylated forms so when we look at our naturally nourished grass-fed way we have a proprietary filtration and drying mechanism and our method ensures that the whey is not subjected to temperatures that would destroy any original component, which is why we even have immunoglobulin still intact. We do not use cross-flow filtration. We do not use microfiltration. We do not use hydro hydrolyzation or ion exchange methods, which would denature the original protein structure. And that's what's used in all conventional whey. And, and I, I don't mean conventional like in the words of organic all way on the market, I'm saying, most way. And it could be a grass-fed way that's still going through a cross-flow filtration or still going through an ion exchange. And a grass-fed way is just the source of the way, not what's done with that product. And so grass-fed way in itself can still be very processed and have that denaturing of these really important 
biologically active compounds. So you wouldn't be getting much benefit then beyond the actual protein, which even that could be kind of scrambled or, or denatured, but wouldn't be getting much benefit beyond like the, you know, support for muscle. Absolutely. Right. So when you're looking at whey, again, you know, and I'll try to, like I did with those benefits, delineate what you get from whey and then what you get from non-denatured whey. Um, And so, you know, the biggest emphasis of our naturally nourished grass-fed whey, which is non-denatured, is that we're getting this full range of biologically active Beyond the complete amino acid profile, it's in a native protein form that naturally is going to have the glutathione, right? And and this is going to be the precursor covalent bonded to cysteine to play a role as a potent antioxidant working to reduce heavy metal toxins in the body, reducing coronary artery calcification, which is huge, aiding in respiratory function, protecting cellular health, um, and really supporting overall detoxification process. And then again, our grass-fed whey that's non-denatured will have that full range of the immune-supportive protein components. And this is where we see things like lactoferrin, immunoglobulins, serum albumin and other beneficial growth factors that play a role in fighting against autoimmune conditions and working to seal and protect gut integrity or treat or address leaky gut okay and then when we're talking through process let's just highlight a little bit more on the importance of our our way being grass-fed so actual sourcing Um, and then maybe let's also talk about some of the unfavorable add-ins that are sometimes in whey protein products on the market because ours don't have any of that stuff it's literally just grass-fed whey yes okay good so yes so again the source of the whey is either grass-fed or not Um, and so when we're talking about grass-fed this is milk that's harvested from you know, cows that graze. In our in our case, I can specifically say that our grass-fed whey comes from New Zealand cows. These are cows that graze year-round on pesticide-free, chemical-free, natural grass pastures. And so the milk from these cows is going to have higher levels of conjugated linoleic acids or CLAs. Um, they're going to have a proper balance of essential fatty acids, which will have a favorable influence on metabolism. We know that CLAs can boost lean mass, can support brain health and actually have tumorigenic activity or excuse me anti-tumorigenic activity or cancer prevention activity and we know that the source of our grass-fed whey is from cows that have never been fed grain have not been subjected to growth hormones chemicals antibiotics gmos they have not been hyper immunized or injected with pathogens so we're talking about really an anti-inflammatory starting point of a wholesome grass-fed whey and then using the least processing possible to extract that whey with still those vital heat sensitive filtration sensitive compounds intact. Okay, and then, you know, oftentimes with a client, the first session that I work with them, I'll look through their supplements and they'll send me pictures of like, okay, here's the oh, whey yeah. protein we that, that I'm using. And I'm like, okay, so the first problem I see here is it's an isolate, but then let's go look at the ingredient list. And there's like stevia or monk fruit, or maybe something worse in there. Fructose. Fructose. Um, and then there's also like either dextrose or some kind of like binder, um, either cellulose, corn, cellulose, Mm -hmm. um, would be really common. Um, so like binders, fillers, 
stabilizers and we don't use any of that. Right. And so as we'll talk about towards the end of this episode and how to work with our grass-fed whey, um, well, I guess I'll just address that now. That is a huge impact because a lot of people that have been doing protein shakes or, um, you know, protein smoothies or whatnot have probably been used to like using one of those shaker bottles with like a whisk or, you know, um, dumping things into a blender and throwing it on high. And because our grass-fed whey is non-denatured, it will get very fluffy. It doesn't have a binder or a filler or an added weight, if you will. So everything that you're buying in your tub of grass-fed whey is all quality concentrate in this non-denatured form, providing this myriad of benefits. Um, so each scoop, every single component of that scoop is grass-fed, non-denatured whey. Whereas many of those that have additives and stabilizers, the texture will be very different. It'll be heavier and more homogenous. So if you blended it in a shake, it's going to blend really beautifully. Well, for us, what we just say is make sure that you blend your smoothie first and then you add the non-denatured whey at the end and just kind of like bloop bloop like blend it for a total of 10 extra seconds just to truly incorporate it and by doing so then you won't get a frothy foamy head because if you were to blend it on high with your blender it's going to create a a frothy mouthfeel some people actually really like that texture um, but I have been using our grass-fed whey for now over a decade it was one of the first supplements that I brought to my line just because I was doing work in cancer care at that time and I couldn't find a product that could help to support the immune system, bring the white blood cell count back up, allow this individual to maintain their muscle mass versus the wasting cachexia that was going on during treatment without feeling like they were at risk for cancer with the ingredients in their way. So, right. you know, I, I really am, you know, and when we're looking at things like Ensure and Boost and all these crap products out there, the non-denatured grass-fed way with Naturally Nourished is really fabulous and making whole food smoothies can be such a nourishing way to support whole body health. Yes. I remember buying it from you back in the day, like 2012, 2013 to use in our um, juice bars and smoothies. And I would have to train my staff on like, Ooh, it looks like that smoothie doubled in volume. What do you think happened? You added the way ahead of time. And they're uh-huh. like, we don't have a cup big enough for this because it yeah. really, it'll foam up. It's not going to, you know, cause any damage or anything like that. But, you know, it'll, it'll increase the volume and make it like a super fluffy, frothy yeah. shake. But all to say that, right, we've used our grass-fed whey when we were in the Houston area with various, you know, smoothie bars and such, because there's just nothing like it on the market. So yeah, I think that speaks to its integrity. Totally. Um, Okay. So we've touched on kind of some of the unique benefits just due to processing method. Let's just go back and and dig in, you know, on a couple of these. And I want to start with the ability of whey to actually increase muscle protein synthesis and why this is like the best protein if you're looking to um, either gain muscle or just, you know, maintain your muscle mass. Yes. So whey protein is rich in amino acids and specifically those that play a role with, like you said, muscle protein synthesis. So we're looking at especially leucine as one of the best protein sources for increasing muscle protein synthesis and thus the growth of lean body mass or muscle on your body. So we've seen various studies that we'll link in the show notes. One showed 20 grams of whey protein has been shown to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Another showed, and that was in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, 
Another showed 30 grams twice daily was shown to stimulate muscle protein synthesis significantly better than collagen, and this was with and without resistance exercise. And we did have an episode way back on all about collagen or the benefits of collagen. And, you know, we talked about the limiting amino acid of tryptophan in collagen, and that's what doesn't make it a complete protein per se. Um, But again, when people ask about grass-fed whey versus collagen in your smoothies, I'm always going to choose grass-fed whey because of the amino acid profile. Um, So we did see that direct comparison of the two and and seeing greater outcomes with the the whey itself. Um, 20 grams of whey protein taken after exercise significantly increases skeletal muscle mass, grip strength, and gait speed in healthy older women with sarcopenia. So really important when we're looking at, again, this gentle aging approach. And I'm always recommending a scoop of grass-fed whey within 20 to 30 minutes from an intensive exercise because when you're tearing your muscles, you want to get those amino acids in an easy to absorb and use and that's kind of part of the magic of the way itself is it crosses the gut blood barrier and those amino acids are very bioavailable compared to let's say eating steak or pork tenderloin or even eggs as a post-workout recovery sure um, and and let's cover what makes I guess way so supportive of of this muscle synthesis. So we're looking at like twenty grams and and super interesting. Like even some of those studies, independent of resistance training and and exercise, could have an impact on musculature. Um, but it's really the complete amino acid profile. So we're talking about a complete protein, and then it's those high amounts of leucine. So I want to kind of unpack a little bit more there. Yeah. So amino acids are again the building blocks of protein. And so you need to get all of your essential amino acids, which are the ones that the body can't make on its own and require from the diet, um, as well as the other amino acids to um, make a complete protein profile. And so we're looking at adequate levels of all nine essential amino acids, giving you really the greatest influence when we're talking about muscle protein synthesis, body composition, and athletic recovery in the composition that's provided naturally in whey. And that's going to be regardless of if it's a grass-fed whey or non-denatured whey. Often speaking, the amino acids are going to be consistent. So just to state that. Um, But all of the added on bells and whistles you'll only get in the non-denatured form, if you will. Totally. Um, and, and way we're looking at highest levels of all of these essential amino acids compared to other protein sources. So versus milk versus casein versus eggs, we're looking at 43% essential amino acids. Um, and then the highest amount of that leucine. Yeah, so leucine is really kind of the important amino acid when we're looking at stimulating muscle growth and repair. Um, And so when we're looking at muscle protein synthesis, regulation of the production of anabolic endocrine hormones, those are those building hormones. We're looking at stimulating the release of insulin with insulin itself. We always talk about lower the better, but insulin, and we think of IGF, insulin growth factor, insulin does play a role in the ability of muscle gains. And um, we do know that also the leucine itself can suppress muscle protein breakdown and it modulates the mTOR pathway, which this is the cell survival pathway that monitors the ability of nutrients, cellular energy, and oxygen levels um, to trigger this muscle, muscle, this muscle hypertrophy. Um, And hypertrophy is going to be basically driving an increase of growth of, of muscle cells. Okay. And then, you know, we'd compare this to like plant-based proteins on 
the market and, and a lot of those just don't have much of an impact at all on our musculature. So that's another thing that with clients, I'm often taking them off of their like hemp protein. Um, pea protein's a little closer. They highlight the leucine, the, the leucine in it. Yeah. Uh, but still not not quite hacking it in terms of, of um, you know, the muscle growth. And, and just comparing um, whey to hemp, for example, 25 grams of whey protein gives you enough enough leucine needed to stimulate that muscle protein synthesis of 2.7 grams of, of leucine in there. Um, whereas if you were doing hemp protein, you'd have to do double the amount, 54 grams for that same amount of leucine. And then all of your other amino acids might be a little bit imbalanced in, in that plant source. Absolutely. And uh, then you're getting higher calories. Yeah, yep. Then you're getting also, again, more additives and moving really further away from whole foods. Sure. And more anti-nutrients likely in, in the plant forms the as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And then let's talk about um, just enhancing workout recovery because there's some impressive stuff there as well. Okay. So we've also seen that consuming 25 grams, which is about a scoop of our grass-fed whey, um, of whey protein after intensive exercise was shown to improve whole body net protein balance and overnight performance recovery. There was a meta-analysis that found overall positive effects of whey on the recovery of muscle function following resistance exercise. And, um, you know, we can also even see influence on satiety and supporting healthy body weight, which is really, I think, a key element for regardless of if you think you're going for hypertrophy at the gym of like really like muscle gains and and tearing and grunting. Again, thinking to gentle aging process, thinking to breastfeeding mothers, thinking to teenagers that are picky eaters and even toddlers all the way through the life cycle, getting a quality whole food way can support that muscle maintenance and um, also can support satiety and healthy body weight, which this is a really big way to support and prime household members for healthy body composition. Yes. And we've seen um, whey protein actually to moderate blood glucose levels about 30 minutes post consumption. Um, So aiding in satiety and also helping to regulate our blood sugar. Um, We've seen it in studies to decrease hunger, the drive and desire to eat, um, as well as food consumption in obese adults. So a really good addition, I think, in that population as well. And yeah, that's why we use it as also a key in our 12-week food is medicine ketosis program. So when we're looking at, you know, essential supplements, we think of the boost and burn, we think of relax and regulate and our grass-fed way um, as a big way to ensure that you are getting the results you're looking to see. Yeah. And then the caloric density of whey is also helpful in terms of that weight manage- management piece of the puzzle, right? We often will talk about how, you know, doing a shake or a smoothie in your day is a really calorie controlled delivery if you are looking for weight loss or just really a good way to enhance, you know, nutrient status for anybody. Um, but we're looking at um, 120 calories per scoop of our grass fed whey, for example. Yes. And so when we're looking at getting, ample protein in the diet if we're choosing from biological sources which would be animal sourced sources of protein you know any biological source is also going to have some form of fat on it Um, and so depending on you know the cut for instance of a steak we're going to be looking at to get a scoop and a half of whey which would be you know 100 and 200 calories per se you know we're going to be looking at probably if it's something like obviously a ribeye versus a sirloin or whatnot you're going to get some more caloric influence from a whole food and less bioavailability of those amino 
amino acids and proteins that your body's actually able to use. And again, that hits on the plant-based where when we're looking at, for instance, like soy protein, you had compared hemp before, um, we can see to get an ample delivery of protein, we're looking in about two to three times the amount of caloric density. Got it. So we'd be hefting on the scoops of, of soy protein and you know, if we're looking for body composition change, that might not be super favorable. Um, and so way it's really looking at the protein density, like per the calorie delivery, right? Yeah. So it's the most dense in protein for that amount. And the of composition yep. of, so there's the total grams of protein. And then there's, again, that distribution of the amino acids, really having a highlight of those essential amino acids and really in that world, the highlight of leucine. Yeah. Okay, and then let's talk about just ease of digestibility and absorption a little bit because I think this is where whey also stands out. Right, so you know, even in the dairy family, we know that grass-fed whey or whey itself has been ranked on the digestible, digestible indispensable amino acid score, the DIAAS, as the highest protein quality compared to other sources, including milk and casein. And then that even is going to be higher scoring than other whole foods as well, looking at things like eggs and soy. And when we're looking at uh, protein malabsorption and um, limiting influences on the digestive influence, the idea is that, of course, the amino acids in the whey are absorbed more quickly and efficiently through that gut-blood barrier, and the body is then able to rapidly utilize these amino acids in all of its protein needs in the body. Super cool stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on maybe to some of the other unique benefits of, of non-denatured grass-fed whey, um, starting with beyond just you know ease of digestion and absorption, um, how it can actually support our gut health. Yeah, so there is gastrointestinal health that we can see coming from a non-denatured. Now, this is where we're starting to get strategic here. So non-denatured grass-fed whey is going to have biologically active molecules that are capable of enhancing intestinal health through various mechanisms. We can see prebiotic effects actually in the non-denatured grass-fed whey. We can see antimicrobial and antiviral properties. We can see immune support and support in gut repair or reduction of gut permeability. So one of the compounds, there's a couple different peptides that we think of that are kind of stars here. One is the glycomacropeptide, and then lactoferrin is another big highlight here that we've seen both of these playing roles as prebiotics or essentially being able to support the growth of the beneficial bifidobacteria. And then we know that lactoferrin itself can also favorably support the immune system in recognition of pathogen and fighting against microbe and viral properties in the body. And we know also that in the world of gastrointestinal health, the immunoglobulins that are available in a non-denatured grass-fed way will help that GALT or that gut-associated lymphatic tissue, um, the immune system that resides in the gut to be able to have better antibody recognition, um, or excuse me, 
antigen recognition and antibody formation, if you will. And so when we have these immunoglobulins delivered to the gut, when the body is again exposed to an antigen, um, we are seeing things again, pollen, this could be a compound from a virus, this could be a compound from um, gut bacteria these um, antigens present and then with the immunoglobulins we're more favorably supported to make antibodies or a tagging response to these foreign invaders and this has a huge gut and immunological influence and we've even seen these immunoglobulins to help to bind and inactivate um, certain types of gut bacteria so playing a favorable role in your gut microbiome as well so I'll take all of those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And in the immunoglobulin world, we can see, you know, modulation in the Ig. IgGs and the IgA and IgM area. So when I'm working with a kiddo that has a lot of reactive airway disease or a lot of dynamic food allergies, I often will have their allergist, and often this isn't tested, but I'll have them run a total IgG, IgA, IgM Mm -hmm. because I want to see their immunoglobulin potential. Like, you know, what is their body wired with on an immunoglobulin level? But when we actually are able to then, and often it's suppressed is the answer. Um, And so again, that's where they don't have good pathogen or antigen recognition. And so they don't have the ability to make those antibodies. So their immune system is bombarded. When you get immunoglobulins in our naturally nourished grass-fed way, these themselves can actually help to bind and inactivate bacteria in the GI tract. We know that IgG has been shown to bind toxins produced by C. diff, for instance, which when we think in the elderly population or even just hospitalization, we know C. diff is a rampant bacteria that is resistant to antibiotics that can really drive sepsis and death. So the IgG impact of the immunoglobulins there would be huge. That could reduce severity of infection. And then we know again that the immunoglobulins aid as immune building proteins that can support overall health and gut health. Got it. So helping to kind of key up your immune system so it's more primed to recognize those things if we're talking about immune suppression. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then I want to hit lactoferrin yes. again because I know there was some specific research around um, even COVID and yeah. lactoferrin. Um, so what's that all and about? And H. pylori. Yeah. I mean, so so yeah, so lactoferrin is actually able to bind um, metals in the body. So it actually possesses metal binding properties for iron, copper, zinc, and magnesium. Um, We know that it's a delivery vehicle of essential metals to a newborn and that lactoferrin will act as a support for a nonspecific immune system response. It plays a strategic role in the first line of defense against many pathogens that enter the body via supporting the mucosa or the mucosal membranes. So lactoferrin has been shown to have bacteriostatic and bactericidal activity against gram-negative and gram-positive bacteria, including H. H. pylori and lactoferrin itself, as I mentioned, is also anti-inflammatory. It has been shown to be a fungicidal, so really supportive in a gut cleanse. It's actually been shown to fight against candida species specifically, and it's been shown to inhibit replication of viruses in early phases of infection, as well as preventing the entry of viruses into the host cell. So there was a very compelling research study called Lactoferrin as Antiviral Treatment in COVID-19 Management preliminary evidence. So in this study, they looked at 
bovine lactoferrin treated COVID-19 patients. So bovine meaning from cow. So grass-fed lactoferrin, just like you would get in our non-denatured grass-fed way. And they did see that there was an earlier and significant SARS-CoV-2 negative conversion compared to those that were treated with a standard of care. And they saw that those that used the lactoferrin in treatment had fast clinical symptom recovery compared to those with a standard of care. And they also saw that there was a significant decrease in serum ferritin, interleukin-6, and D-dimer levels, which is important because these are markers of inflammation in the body that would exacerbate the severity of infection. And this could impact cardiovascular disease as well as some of the long-hauling effects of infection. So we'll be sure to link that study. Really compelling stuff. And again, the lactoferrin, the immunoglobulins, these are very unique, strategic to the way that we process our naturally nourished grass-fed way. Yes, and, and worth noting too, you know, whenever someone is ill, whether it's COVID, cold, flu, whatever, and they have mucus production, usually we're pulling out, you know, all forms of dairy. Well, we wouldn't have you pull the grass-fed way for that reason, and it's also not going to be mucus producing like milk or cheese or something like that would be. Yes, and I mean, this is really why we do include our naturally nourished grass-fed way in our kids' wellness bundle mm-hmm. because it does have such a way of supporting and priming and impacting that initial immune response. And, you know, I talked about growth and development and also supporting wiring those in your household to have satiety, which is absolutely important when we're talking about behavior, we're talking about hanger, blood sugar dysregulation and cravings. Um, You know, so many kids are chronic grazers or snackers. So using a scoop of grass-fed whey really does have, as we mentioned earlier, a little bit of that appetite suppressing or regulating impact. This would not now for a picky eater suppress their appetite where they're not going to eat, but it's going to get such nutrient density to create nice satiety. And we've seen in studies looking at weight loss with obesity, which we mentioned earlier, but the mechanism of that is this glycomacropeptide, which is a polypeptide in grass-fed non-denatured way, which is a powerful stimulator of CCK. And CCK is an appetite suppressing hormone that plays an essential role in our gut. Um, This is going to play a big role with giving us that satiety signal and reducing that hunger monster, if you will. Super cool. And then also speaking to um, kind of growth and development, we can see impact on bone health from grass-fed whey. Yes. So there is a milk basic protein, which is going to be a fraction of whey, again, likely only found in its whole food concentrate form versus isolate. And this was found to be a promoter of bone health by stimulating osteoblasts, inhibiting osteoclastic activity, and improving bone density. So if we're looking at kids with, you know, looking to support structural health, bone growth and development all the way through the aging process, and of course, preventing osteopenia and osteoporosis. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Any other unique compounds here to call out? Let's talk um, antioxidants, actually. Yeah. That's a, a big one, which you're not going to get from your conventional or, or way isolate. Um, right. Not even cyst- your grass-fed way. Right. Yep. Um, so cysteine and, and glutathione we see intact in our grass-fed way. 
Yeah, and I mean, we could even, again, as you all know, these are the antioxidants we've talked over and over again with the bad season in COVID. So we could even have linked research studies on that. But, you know, just talking about them outside of the world of the virus, um, when we're talking about cysteine and glutathione, I had mentioned that they work to reduce heavy metal toxicity, that they can actually reverse coronary artery calcification. So that's huge right there when we're talking about cardiovascular risk. Um, and then they aid in our respiratory function. They protect cellular health and promote detoxification. Um, there was a study that looked at a diet that was rich in whey protein um, compared to a casein-rich diet, and they saw that the it was a, a this was a mice uh, feed study, and they saw that the mice that were fed the whey protein um, actually exhibited increased longevity when compared to the mice that were fed the classic chow with casein over a six plus month observation period. Um, And so they saw that there was a 55% of mortality that was observed in those that were fed the standard chew as compared to those that were given the whey. And even seeing um, an enhancement of liver and heart glutathione concentration in that study and and, yeah, increased longevity or living longer, like you and said. In the world yeah. of a mouse, you know, right. I mean, 6.3 months um, is quite a longer lifespan. Yep. Less yep. death is always good. <laughs> sure is. All right. Um, let's cover just some basics on how to use grass-fed whey. So we kind of covered like not letting it get too fluffy. Yes. Um, and so adding your other ingredients first, then, you know, incorporating it for like a couple of seconds just until it's it's kind of nicely folded in. Um, you mentioned like 30 minutes post-workout would be optimal. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of times what I suggest for people to do is, um, and you can pre-blend your smoothie. So like for instance, um, if I'm I'll call out my Pilates instructor that I'm telling right now. I'm like, okay, you have to bring a green smoothie to work because you teach six clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you could do is you could pre-bag your smoothie ingredients. So you could have in a freezer Ziploc bag, um, you know, a couple leaves of kale that's de-stemmed and broken up. You could have your scoop uh, or tablespoon of chia seed or flax seed. Or if you're using our phytofiber, that scoop could be in there. You could have your frozen fruit, so maybe it's um, two-thirds cup of frozen peaches or a half cup of berries or something like that. And then you might have like ice cubes from full-fat coconut milk. And then what you would do is just basically one dump. And then, um, and, and I mean, you could always obviously take this further. So you could add in a hunk of ginger. You could add in more and more and more things. Um, but basically, you would dump those solids into the blender and then just add a little bit of liquid. So if you used... Uh, ice cubes of full-fat coconut milk, you could just add six ounces of water. Or you could use no ice cubes in there and just have those frozen items and then just add almond milk or coconut milk or whatever your liquid of choice is. And that's just going to be depending on your calorie goal and what other nutrients you're looking to hit there. Um, And then you'd blend that until it's super homogenous, meaning all one texture. You're not seeing any little kale leaf chunks. And then once it's perfectly blended, probably a good minute and a half in the blender, you pause you take your one scoop of whey so that does not go in that Ziploc bag of all the ingredients you take your your one scoop of your grass-fed whey you blend that for like again 
two seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds max. And then that could be poured into like a swell water bottle or a Yeti, you know, some form of like a stainless steel thermos or drink carrier with a straw. And if that keeps temperature control, then that should be good for six to eight hours. No big deal. And so some people will pre-blend their smoothie and you could add that weigh in at that time and have it to pull out of your refrigerator if you want to prepare your smoothie the night before. Um, so it's not the significance that the way would have like a time expiration. It's just more about the incorporation with the high speed mm-hmm. blender that would create too much fluff. Um, but once it's blended, you know, it's good for a whole day plus. Um, I do have clients that will make double batch smoothies and then, you know, have their next smoothie within 48 hours. And that's totally fine. You're still going to get all of the health supporting properties, assuming that you're keeping it cold. Okay. And then the way can also be incorporated into other recipes as well, Absolutely. right? Um, so helping to ramp up protein in, you know, any grain-free baked good of choice. I've put it in like most of our muffin recipes. Absolutely. Um, I'll add it to, you know, pancakes if I'm making um, your almond butter banana pancakes yes. for Noah. Um, you will lose, to note, you will lose some of those immunoglobulins. Right, you will lose heating. some of those mm-hmm. heat sensitive items. Um, and so it just depends on, you know, what you're going for. But absolutely, a great way to get protein into baked goods. 100% would say that that's a great choice. And then another thing that I was doing when Stella was younger, well, she was always on team, let's make a smoothie, which is so fun to do with kids and let them like count the berries and whatever. Um, but also the nut butter balls that are in mm-hmm. the anti-anxiety diet cookbook, um, where we just take like almond butter and cinnamon and um, you know you can really go as far as you want with adding different flavor enhancers and such but basically using a nut butter with grass-fed whey uh, ratio so that it's rollable um, and so that's a really great way to get that grass-fed whey in to your kids after school to do like five of those balls uh, with maybe some apple slices or something like that and then that would still retain those heat sensitive compounds sure Um, And then for adults, we're looking at like one to two scoops. The two scoops would be on the high end if you're, you know, someone who is really looking for that muscle gain Mm -hmm. Um, or if you're dealing with, you know, muscle wasting or maybe, you know, not able to consume, you know, as much biological protein as we would like due to, I don't know, dental issues or or, um, other issue. Um, But one to two scoops um, at least five times a week, I think would be a really solid goal. Absolutely. And, you know, again, you might be eating enough protein in the diet, but are you assimilating it? Are you absorbing it? And are you getting it to the places that it needs to be to do the work it needs to do for your body? And and that's the biggest thing of why whey itself is a win. And then our naturally nourished grass-fed whey has all that myriad of the immune and antioxidant benefit. Yes. And then, of course, our other way to incorporate it would be smoothies. Um, So let's cover like a few of our favorite go-to smoothie recipes that incorporate whey. So I will link two YouTube videos as resources. Mm -hmm. One is really fantastic on really helping to hone in the importance of protein intake and the symptoms and signs of protein deficiency. And that's called uh, Perfecting Your Protein Shake and uh, Protein Deficiency. And we make an orange dreamsicle, which is a super fun, um, more concentrated form if you don't want to drink a good 16 to 20 plus 
ounces of liquid uh, and that could work really beautiful it's a great flavor profile there and then i'll also link our keto green smoothie this is pretty much like the smoothie that i do five times a week <laughs> so that has uh lacinato kale that has ginger that has a third cup of frozen mango it has flaxseed in there full fat coconut milk and water and um, then once it's all blended a scoop of grass-fed whey another one that we'll share as a link that's really popular from our 10-day detox is the cherry vanilla nirvana smoothie uh, this is such an indulgent awesome smoothie frozen cherries from costco you can get organic bags of frozen cherries and um, it's just a wonderful flavor profile works really well if you're getting burned out from a green smoothie to just mm -hmm. kind of mix things up um, and we also actually in our 12-week meal plan incorporate at least one recipe with um, grass-fed whey every single week. I think some weeks yeah. there might even be an additional like bonus scoop in a, a baked good or something like that. Um, but that would also be a really good resource if you're just looking to like freshen things up with your smoothie and shake game and, and yes. get some new recipes. Um, you can get that over at AllieMillerRD.com under uh, books and programs. And it's only 45 bucks for the full 12 weeks. Yes. The 12 week meal plan has been getting awesome reviews. And if you're new to our food as medicine approach, it would be a great way to just like, just follow the meal plan and see what happens in your body. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you can get nerdier. And I've been seeing such feedback on that of uh, people that are seeing awesome, successful body composition change and weight loss. And you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you don't have to do our intensive functional medicine, 12 week keto virtual class where you're learning about all of the nerdy stuff like beta hydroxybutyrate and all the things you could just do our 12-week food, yeah. food is a <laughs> keto meal plan and your whole family will love you for it and everyone will be feeling amazing so we'll definitely put a link to the meal plan in the show notes as well okay let's cover um just some of the kind of rapid fire faq if you will about grass-fed whey um so what if I have lactose intolerance or a known or suspected dairy intolerance or allergy? Yes. So our naturally nourished grass fed way is going to be free of casein and free of lactose. Uh, and so those do get removed in the very minimal processing that occurs. Um, if it's an unknown dairy allergy, if it's not just like a casein allergy, if it's a whole dairy allergy, then no, you would not be able to mm -hmm. do our grass-fed whey because it is a concentrate from dairy. Um, but again, if it is specific to lactose or casein, you would be able to still consume. Um, and then when we're talking about also supporting the digestive process you might consider if you're someone that hasn't done well with dairy in the past or maybe you did the mrt test and you know most of the you know cow's milk was a red and maybe whey was a yellow but you've rested it for three months and you wanted to bring it back in you might still consider even though it's kind of pre-digested using our digestate sure. enzyme that does have the dpp4 in there again there isn't casein for it to denature but um, there isn't lactose for the lactase to aid in aiding with absorption but there is the HCL and the bile and the suite of uh, enzymes which help with absorbing uh, the amino acids as well as aiding in the digestive process. Sure. And we know that lactose intolerance sometimes can be just a lack of, of enzymes versus a genetic component. Yes. Uh, and I will say Byron tolerates it even though he's genetically lactose intolerant so yes. um worth a try for sure and and, and there isn't lactose yeah, in it so yeah. that makes sense right I would um say. and then um what about how young we can use grass-fed whey so can babies have it or do we start with toddlers 
Yeah. So I think absolutely. As soon as you're incorporating whole foods to your child. So if your baby is starting with solids at, you know, six, seven, eight months of age, that this could be very appropriate. Now, I don't usually start smoothies till about like eight, nine, ten months, just because of like the hydroscopic, just the fluid regulation mm-hmm. for babe. And we really want baby to start working that chew function. And so I generally say, you know, more of like a nine, ten month type thing of doing like a smoothie. Um, but there would be no concern. It's just more about the developmental process and maybe not them drinking out of straws right away when we're trying to keep their digestive system primed for solids. Uh, So, you know, I think that can be used absolutely within the first year of age. And we would just look at, um, you know, hanging around like a third scoop as far as like a portion all the way up until, you know, 25 pounds. Once they hit 20 plus pounds, you know, we can easily be going towards that two thirds scoop and onward. You know, once we hit the 30 pound range, it would be appropriate for a meal to get a full scoop of grass fed whey. Totally. Yeah. Noah always wants in when we're making smoothies. So we just make him his own little like mini version at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. And depending on how thick you make it, they can play with a spoon with it and get kind of potchy with it. Um, But I was going to say like protein ice cream for kids can be a big hit too. Um, We have like our banana, I forget what it's called, but like the banana, you know, faux ice cream on the the blog where you can add a scoop of grass-fed whey along with cacao powder or other fruit and that can be really fun if they're not into smoothies yes and again this is one that i would emphasize getting into the children especially if you once you wean breastfeeding Mm -hmm. because this is giving you a lot of those compounds like the immunoglobulins the lactoferrin and the types of immune enhancers and growth development tools that are really important in those early years of life and so i think that you know that is a strong thing to consider with the naturally nourished non-denatured grass-fed way whereas i wouldn't just be using a whey protein powder with a kid of that age because you're not going to get that myriad of benefits totally all right i think we've hit on all of the things shall we give our listeners a a unique code for um grass-fed way Yes. So we would love you all to try our Naturally Nourished Grass-Fed Way, and I'm sure it will become a staple in your households like it is for Becky and myself. So you can use the code NNWAY, so that's N-N-W-H-E-Y 15, N-N-WAY 15, to save 15% off a bottle of Naturally Nourished Grass-Fed Way. Yes, we are sure this is going to become a household staple. And so you can grab one for yourself and and one for your partner or um, one to backstock in your pantry as well. So you can use that code for up to four containers of the grass-fed whey. All right. So you can use NNWay15 to save. Uh, We hope you all enjoyed today's episode and learned all about the benefits that non-denatured grass-fed whey could support your body in. And check out always the links in our show notes where you can access the recipes that we noted, as well as our 12-week food as medicine keto meal plan that we discussed and the compelling research studies that will really ensure that you know that you are supporting and nourishing your body with the best stuff on the market. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.